What is it you've done, Raymond? Murder, father. Why did you murder someone, Raymond? For money. Who did you murder for money, Raymond? You, father. After I killed them, I walked home to await instructions. Get to Bruges. 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 Where's that? It's in Belgium. For two weeks, in Bruges, in a room like this, with you? No way. Been to the top of the tower? Guidebook says it's a must-see. Well, you ain't going up there. Why? It's all windy stairs. I'm not being funny. What exactly are you trying to say? They're a bunch of elephants. Blakely? Yes. You have a message. Number one, why aren't you in when I told you to be in? You better be in when I call again, or there'll be now to pay up and telling you. He swears a lot, doesn't he? Let's go out. Go out where? The pub. Yes. Harry, I've got an idea. I'm gonna go back to my room, jump into the canal, see if I can escape. If you go outside and round the corner, you can shoot at me from there and try and get me. I'll go outside, then which way? Right or left? You go right, don't you? Okay, on the count of one, two, three, go. Who says it? Oh, you say it. You guys are crazy. One, two, three, go! Ray, you're about the worst tourist in the whole world. If I'd grown up on a farm and was retarded, Bruges might impress me, but I didn't, so it doesn't. She ain't my girlfriend. She's a prostitute. I'm not aware of any prostitutes in Bruges. Just have to look in the right places. Brothels are good. An Uzi? I'm not from South Central Los Angeles. I want a normal gun for a normal person. Maybe that's what hell is. The entire rest of eternity spent in Bruges. Back off, Shorty. You don't know karate. Ah! In the 90s, after uh, the movie Pulp Fiction came out, a big hit movie, one that put Tarantino on the map, got people, uh, became like a lot of 90s teenagers' favorite movie of all time. But I noticed after that came out, there was this deluge in the 90s of like hitman or black comedy crime movies and shit Mm -hmm. like that like there was so many and so many of them were so mediocre Mm -hmm. that like if anything after a point if anything on a dvd cover or video cover had people like holding guns or whatever i was like no don't you feel like the epitome of that which people also became obsessed with in a way that i didn't understand was boondock saints Yes, that's the <laughs> that's the biggest offender. I do like Tarantino as a director, but I, I have but I have to admit that he's the reason that movie exists. He wrought a lot of good and inspired a lot of bad. Absolutely, he really is one of those guys that is a good filmmaker. But people who are trying to be like him are turning out like made some real like stinky doo doo shit. I mean, we were teenagers in the '90s when this movie came out. I was not allowed to see the. Pulp Fiction. I watched that with my stepdad, and we're wa- we rented it. I talked him into renting it. Yeah. So we're sitting there watching Pulp Fiction. It's the first time I'd seen it. Yeah. And now imagine all the things that's in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And you're like an 11 year old watching that with your stepfather, like the uh, like the Zed scene. 
mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? And after that movie was over, he was like, what was that? I don't oh. know what I just watched. But, like, I, of course, loved it because it well, was dark yeah. and fucked up. But uh, I actually think Tarantino's last four movies are actually better than anything he's done in his early days anyway. But... It was actually 94. So I'm about 13, something like that. I work, I've, I used to work at like a used media store, so I probably have seen this movie that we're discussing for our theme, The Asshole on Film. Mm. Movies featuring complete fucking assholes, real life, perhaps real life and in fiction in the story. Mostly in the story. But our, our mascot for asshole on, assholes on film is John Wayne. So that's like a real life, <laughs> that's yeah. a real life asshole. And we'll, we'll catch a cinematic asshole John Wayne this month as well. Yeah. But Martin McDonough movies look like those movies if you're looking at them from the cover. This movie that we're discussing in Bruges from 2008. And he did one, uh, called Seven Psychopaths. It was like his second one. That looks exactly like the kind of movies that I at one point. I'm sure I saw that. Tried to avoid. It came out like 2012, I think. Oh, maybe not then. But you watch it and his movies, they almost feel more like. All those movies tried to feel like that dark crime freshness that Mm. Tarantino used to have. And I think Martin McDonough movies since then have maybe, or at least the one we watched, felt the freshest. And this one is not bad at all. It's good. Now, he also uh, did uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Minnesota, which apparently Mm. is... We haven't seen it, but it has mixed reviews. Yeah. And Banshees of Inishirin, which I love that movie... And this isn't better than that. I will say that movie is a little polarizing as well. I've talked to a couple people who were like, I just don't, I just didn't get it. I well, just didn't like it. I, mean, I loved it. Not everyone's like uh, smart, you know. Not everyone has taste, right? I felt like that was so, Banshees of Sharon is so much more refined than the one we watched. But the oh, one, definitely. But the one we watched was a lot of fun, but it's just dark comedy and it's uh it stars the the stars of Banshees of Inisherin, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, along oh. with Ralph Fiennes and Clements Posey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's written and directed by Martin McDonough. This is his debut film. Insane, insane for a debut film. A good debut. You got these two guys. What are they? Jay and Ken. Ken is Brendan Gleeson, and what is it? His name is Colin Farrell's name. Jay Ray. His name is Ray. Mm. Uh, so Ray and Ken are in Bruges, Belgium. Ken is kind of really into the sights and stuff, but, uh, Ray is complete like curmudgeon. He's fucking shitting all over it. He doesn't know. It's, it's like supposed to be the, the most well-preserved medieval town in Belgium. And I, I yeah. say, you know, watching this movie, I was like, I want to go to Bruges. I do too. It looks really nice. And they were there during Christmas time. Yeah. If we ever want to go, I would love to go to Europe. Some oh, old yeah. ass European town during Christmas time. That'd be great. At some point, he was like, "Old buildings and chocolate," and I was like, "That sounds that sounds amazing." And you get immediately that there's something up with them. They're not. Yeah. They're not on the straight and narrow types. Well, and you find out pretty early. I love the way you're given information in this movie because the first thing all you know is that they have been on a job and they were sent here. And they're sent here and they got to sit and wait for their boss to give them a call. So you know that they're hitmen. Yeah. You know that they've gone to Bruges, which is like 
it seems really weird to both of them. And Ken's even like, it must be a job because why the fuck else would they send us all the way here? Yeah, yeah. But they have no idea they don't know why, why they're they there. They got sent there. Exactly. And that's and why Ray, Ray is so fidgety. And Ray is completely miserable and like shitting on everything. Uh-huh. Uh, some American tourists come up to him. And ask about like a like a cathedral or something where you can oh my God. climb the stairs. It comes into play in the movie, and he's like, "No, you don't want to go up there because they're very large like Americans." The Bell Tower. He's yeah. like, "Look, you're you're elephants." Like he straight up just <laughs> insults people directly to their face. Like he has no filter whatsoever. So when all this setting up and his overall attitude, you kind of get this perspective like you know he's a hitman at this point and you you just kind of assume that he's just this guy who's been doing this a long time uh completely miserable uh they make all kinds of weird racial humor and like and a lot of the the word retard gets thrown around quite a bit and like he says no i'm not a retarded farmer so why would i want to be in bruges and he just can't stand the city while Brendan Gleeson's character wants he goes into the museums, yeah, and he's like genuinely interested in all the architecture, and he wants Ray to be into it too because he's excited. It's like, uh, well, going on any vacation with a friend who like you pick the place and that you're kind of dragging them around, yeah, that's how it felt. He was like, "Let's go sightseeing," and Ray was like, "This is stupid." Like even at the beginning, they're riding in a canal; it's gorgeous, yeah, and Ray's like, "This is dumb." So, as far as assholes on film goes, I guess Ken's not, I mean, he's Ken's a, not an asshole. I mean, he killed, he's killed more people probably in this movie than anyone. No, he absolutely has. Maybe not more than Ray Fiennes. Harry is an asshole. We know that. Harry's the biggest a, asshole with, with of a them code. all. Uh, he's and, the biggest of all. And Ray is definitely an asshole. He's kind of the feature asshole, truly, of the movie. You know, Ken, as we get to know Ken, we figure out, like, how, how he got into what he's doing. And... He is the one, he's like the only one that I would say like has a heart in this movie. Yeah. Because he genuinely cares about Ray. He wants what's best for everybody. He even genuinely loves Harry and Harry is a dick. He does have like a weird honor system. Mm-hmm. But we get a we get a flashback of uh, Ray in a confession booth yeah. talking to a priest. He confesses that he's killed someone <clears throat> and the priest is like, well, who did you kill? Then he says the priest's name, and then he shoots at the priest as he's trying to get away. The priest goes in the doorway, and he just blasts him, unloads on the priest. And then the camera pans to, like, an altar boy, and one of the bullets went through the priest and clipped the boy right in the head. It wasn't even an altar boy. It was a little boy waiting to give confession. Right. Because the thi- one of the things that was... It's, it's heartbreaking. But then... He has this paper in his hand, and Ray picks up the paper, and it's his sins that he's written down. And it's like being sad, being in a bad mood, being bad at maths. Yeah. You know, like it's like, yeah, yeah. Like fucking breaks your heart I mean, like pri- 10 times over. The priest, whatever, you can come up with a justification as to why they probably had the hit out on him. Yeah. But the boy, and then you see uh, Brendan Gleason grab Ray, Colin Farrell, and drag him out. From that point on, we're seeing. Ray kind of manifests his guilt more and more and more. And he meets this girl on a set. And there's like a little person, dude. Who he insists on calling a midget. Yeah, constantly. A lot of midgets tend to kill themselves. A disproportionate amount. Herve Villachase off of Fantasy Island. I think somebody off the Time Bandits. I suppose they must get really sad about like... Being really little in that, 
people looking at them and laughing at them, calling them names. Short arse. There's another famous midget. I miss him, but I can't remember. It's not the R2D2, man. No, he's still going. I hope your midget doesn't kill himself. Your dream sequence will be fucked. He doesn't like being called a midget. He prefers dwarf. Well, this is exactly my point. People go around calling you a midget when you want to be called a dwarf. The word is thrown around like 50 times. But this person wants, is a dwarf. That's what, yeah, the That's character what he wants to be prefers called. prefers to be called as a dwarf. Um, and and he's, a, he's a ketamine drug addict. He is. He likes hookers. He, Ray <laughs> thinks he's hitting on this woman who works on this movie set. But no, she's a local girl who sells drugs to people who make movies. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually hilarious. And so he ends up going back to her place mm-hmm. at one point, And they decide to <clears> go <throat> out. And he goes back to her place and they're getting it on. And they're they're joking like uh, she's like oh I'm a drug dealer too I sell drugs I'm a heroin and cocaine dealer and then he's like oh well I'm a hitman I kill priests and children yeah that's when they're at the dinner yeah and they're joking around oh and they and get then she goes to the bathroom and they beat up some Canadians yeah well because this Canadian guy <laughs> he does he thinks it's an American guy yeah it's a Canadian guy who's complaining about her smoking and blowing her smoke in his face and he starts. Laying into this guy about Vietnam. Yeah, he's And the guy's like, what the Vietnam. fuck are you talking about? And then about? he's like, punches him and he goes, this is for John Lennon. Yeah. I like the idea of blaming the entire country of uh, the United States for the death of John I Lennon. Do. I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and take responsibility as, I, as, yeah. a, as a statesman. Oh, good. Sorry. Uh, my bad. <laughs> I was born a month after he was murdered. We don't find... Wow. Um, Isn't that a great information? Totally. Uh, we don't find out until much, much later that that's a Canadian man. Um, and <laughs> but, that comes back around kind of at but the But he end. ends up like, decking the guy, and then the his, the guy's wife swings a bottle at him, and then he punches her in the Listen, face. Listen, we... It is okay for a man to hit a woman if the woman hits the man first. Yeah, it's you have to defend yourself. It's never okay to just straight up attack no, anyone. Never. Though if someone was like straight up trashing you, yeah, in front of me. I mean, listen, maybe I would don't probably swing on them, punch her in the face, maybe push her. Well, if someone's already being oh, shitty you, to me, you're defending. He me. said you could kill someone with that bottle. That's true. Oh, they did talk about that. Like a bottle is a lethal weapon and I, so if you shoot someone who holds a bottle like it's self-defense i think it is a general rule that if you put violence out there man or woman if you Expect don't if, if you don't have the instinctive understanding of it coming back to you then you deserve to get knocked the fuck out absolutely like truly yeah this is animals know this why don't why wouldn't anyone else why wouldn't anyone else i mean right? a narcissist that's true sociopath yeah so they end up hooking up and then this guy shows up with a gun. And and uh, and the girl seems like annoyed that the guy's there. Yeah. Because he's like, that's my girl. And she's like, that's not my boyfriend. He stands up and he's like, this is stupid. I didn't know she was dating anyone. I don't give a fuck. Like he was like, let and, and she com- And she confesses to to Ray that, oh, we, we robbed tourists. But I'm not trying to rob you. She's like, I told him not to come yeah, tonight because I actually wanted to be with you. There's blanks in the gun. So... Yeah. Ray takes the gun away from the guy and he puts the gun up to his face and it's a blanks, but it still discharges something and it's still going to be fucked up if you're like, 
Absolutely. Discharging. And so he pops it right in his eye, blinds him in one eye. She ends up taking that guy to a hospital and he finds her drugs and steals well, them. Well, because she's straight up like, stay, wait for me. I don't know how long I'll be, but I really want to see you. Like, I really wanted to be with you. And he, yeah, he just takes the drugs and goes. While he's been on this date, Ken, Ken gets got the, the phone call. And so Ken finally gets this phone call and they've been waiting to know what they're supposed to be doing. And it's kind of and this meandering conversation where Harry's just like, how you like it? How does, uh, how does Ray like Bruges? Well, I'm having a really nice time. I'm not sure if it's really his cup of tea. What? You know, I'm not sure if it's really his thing. What do you mean it's not really his thing? What's that supposed to mean? It's not really his thing. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Nothing, Harry. It's a fairy tale fucking town, isn't it? How can a fairy tale town not be somebody's fucking thing? How can all those canals and bridges and cobble streets and those churches and all that beautiful fucking fairy tale stuff, how can that not be somebody's fucking thing, eh? And what? And the reason that they are there is because Harry wants Ray to see, have a beautiful time in an old European city that he loved when he went to as a kid. Mm-hmm. So he thought he'd send them there since he loved it, it so was much. Like the the nicest place. He said it was like a fairy tale to him when he was a yeah. kid. It was like the best place he could think to send someone to have a nice final memory. Yes, and so Ken's supposed to get this gun from this guy named Yuri, and he's supposed to use that gun to kill Ray because Ray killed that kid, accidental or not. You killed a kid. And we find out also that Harry has a rule, which we find out during this call, that, you know, if Harry killed a kid, he would have just shot himself immediately. He's like, there's no excuse. Mm. You kill who you kill, fine. You do not kill a child. He's like, if I ever killed a child, I would immediately kill myself. So so Ken goes and gets this gun, and the guy he gets the gun from ends up being the father of the guy that... Or a friend or uh, something. Uh, I think it was his kid. Oh, I didn't realize it was I think his it kid. was. It was it happened to be the father of the kid who got his eye shot out <laughs> by Ray. And so, yeah. So, it seems like uh, Ray kind of knows what's up. You think. You think he does. Cause so, so, Ken gets back. And when Ken was leaving, Ray was laying in the bed crying. He gets back and he realizes that Ray is gone. And the woman who owns the inn... Is like he gave me two hundred dollars and he was acting really weird right. and he said he was going to the park and, and he left like, a note too and he left a note. Well, he left. He reads the note. Well, oh yeah, he, he he saw the note when he got back. He saw the note when he got back, but yeah. Um. So so Ken goes to the park to find him and he's sitting like watching children playing and he's got his gun and he's kind of they're in a quiet spot and he pulls his gun out. He's giving he's a, a silencer. silencer. And he goes up and he points the gun at the back of his head while he's sitting on the park bench. But then Ray... Points his own gun at his he head. Stole, he found real bullets at that girl's house and he stole the gun and put real bullets in it. Ken sees that Ray's going to kill himself and even though he's about to shoot him... He stops him. He stops him. And he was like, I wasn't going to kill you. And Ray was like, you were going to kill me. So why didn't you let me kill myself? And he's like, no, I don't want you to kill it's yourself. A, it's a and very I don't want to kill you either. It's a very funny scene so good. where Ken is, you see Ken pointing the gun and then Ray brings the gun up to his head. It's like perfect timing. It's kind of that, that image just encapsulate this whole movie. It truly. really does. And then just that quick moment of Ken like trying to hide his gun. He like very badly is like, hello, what are you doing? Don't do that. It's it's actually so sweet because then he's like, can we go talk mm. about this? And they go and sit on some like jungle gym thing and they're talking about it. And Ken's like, 
I didn't want to kill you, and I don't want you to kill yourself. And this is when we find out that it was Ray's very first hit. Yeah. Because it seems like they, I mean, they've known each other for a long time. Ken brought him into this business. They know each other. They seem like they've been together. You assume they've both been doing this for decades. And this is a big revelation because Ray is such an insufferable asshole. You assume he's probably got 40 bodies on him. Which is why Ken probably thought he was perfect and in, for this. And in, that, and in that moment, like it seemed like, well, Ken has definitely probably caught all these bodies. And Ray is just... He just fucked up his first job. Fucked up his first job. And, you know, Harry's whole thing is he should have killed himself. And also, if you don't kill him, you have to die because Ken brought Ray in. Oh, and wasn't it like the like one of the nights before they went and did uh, cocaine with the dwarf and like some... Um, <clears throat> that was the night before. Some sex workers and the dwarf oh my all God. coked out of his mind. Starts talking about race, race war. wars. Like someday there's going to be a race war. Like man. like Charles Manson. And uh, yeah, he's like a little Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah. And Ken's like, well, my uh, my wife, who I lost a long time ago, was a black woman. What side would I be on and in the she race? Was killed war? by a white man. Yeah, killed by a white man. Yeah. And the dwarf is like, well, you just got to go with how you feel, man, or like something like that. It was just so... completely coked up to his eyeballs. Yeah, and then they were like, we got to get out of here, racist dwarves. And. Uh, <laughs> And he was, there was one point, and then, and then. <laughs> so hang on. Would all of the white midgets in the world be fighting against all the black midgets in the world? Yeah. <sighs> That'll make a good film. Ray just needs to go to some midget wrestling. Oh, and I forget why, but he just karate chops uh, the dwarf and he like. Oh, like in the out. neck. Yeah, he's like. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember why either, but there's a reason. Like it's a. It makes sense in the moment. <laughs> so Kid explains everything to Ray. He's like. And he's like, "Look, you got you can you deserve a second chance. You're not really a bad guy." And this that's what's so interesting about finding out that he that was his first hit because in that moment, I'm like, "Actually, Ken actually might be the worst person out of these two. I mean, Ray's just a dick, but Ken's the guy that's killed a lot of people. Yeah. We just make up and assume that he's the people that he's killed have deserved it. But these are people that will maybe have gotten in the way of their mob boss yeah. for whatever reason. You know, he admits straight out he has an honor code, but he kills for money. Yeah. He, kill for money. Well, that's what Ray says, and I'm assuming that's the line that Ken gives as well. But, you know, we do find out that when his wife got killed... I believe that Harry killed the man that killed his wife. So, and that's when Ken became indebted. They kind of hint to it; they don't say yeah, it yeah. Ex- expressly, but that is when he became indebted to Harry. And so, at that point, who knows if he was in the business before his wife died? He may have been. He may not have been. But at that point, he was like, "This is my life now." So Ken sticks Ray on a train, <laughs> talks him into it, and then he calls Harry, and he's like, "Look." I didn't do it. The kid doesn't deserve this. Harry's like, he killed a kid. And either the buck stops with There's him or no it stops excuse. with you. Yeah, and Ken's like, do what you have to do. Yeah, I'll do- be here. And so Harry comes to town, and it's Ray Fines. He? Oh, and Jay gets eyeballed on the train by Ray. the Canadian. Ray gets eyeballed on the train by the Canadians that he beat up. And, and they then take him back, back to, to Bruges. Bruges. And he gets, so he gets locked up for like the night. But the girl picks him up. Yeah. But, uh, so Harry comes to town. It's Ray Fines. 
who's a good insidious kind of guy. Yeah. But I kind of like Harry because he does have strict rules. He can be a brutal man, but you kind of know where he stands. Mm -hmm. So he goes and gets the gun from Yuri. And then Yuri sells him on these bullets that will explode. Yeah, explode. So Ken doesn't hide from Harry. Uh, he meets him and he's like, they're out in the cafe out in the public square in Bruges. The boy has the capacity to change. The boy has the capacity to do something decent with his life. Excuse me, Ken. I have the capacity to change. Yeah, you do. You have the capacity to get fucking worse. Oh, yeah, now I'm getting down to it. Harry, let's face it. And I'm not being funny. I mean, no disrespect. But you're a cunt. You're a cunt, Nell. You've always been a cunt. And the only thing that's going to change is you're going to become an even bigger cunt. Maybe you have some more cunt kids. Leave my kids fucking out of it. What have they done? You fucking retract that bit about my cunt fucking kids. I retract that bit about your cunt fucking kids. You insulted my fucking kids. That's going overboard, mate. I retracted it, didn't I? Yeah. And, and, and Ken's like, you, you want to go up to this cathedral here yeah and there's this snotty ass guy who runs the tower and they end up beating him up to get past well harry does yeah yeah he'd been shitty to ken earlier and so ken knew he put his hands on him he did the like one i think one of the most demeaning things you can do to someone where he was like poking him in the head multiple times don't fucking touch someone again but also don't touch their face and also don't point at them again how would why would you ever do something like that and not expect like violence to come back at you you know and he got the shit beat out of him. Yeah. And then he got they go whipped. And then up they go up to the top the tower, of the tower. And then they start having this conversation where Ken is Ken just like puts his gun down. And he's like, I'm not gonna fight you. I'm done fighting. Like if you need you do what you need to do, but I made the decision that I made because it, I feel that it was the right decision and I will take the consequences. And while they're up there, Ray and his new girlfriend, they meet the dwarf and they have like a beer with him. Yeah. So they're at that cafe setting while Harry and Ken are walking around. They both think Ray is like somewhere in Europe somewhere. Absolutely. But they're literally right outside. And the dwarf is, for the movie shoot, is dressed up like a schoolboy. <laughs> yeah. Because they're doing some like crazy dream sequence. They're asking him about the race war stuff. And he's like, look, man, I was coked out. That was yeah. cocaine me. That's not the real me. That's not the real me. And then he invites <laughs> them to go to the set. And listen, if they'd gone to the set, this whole thing would have gone down That's differently. That's true. But, but they, they were like, no, we just want to have a night. To ourselves, because they think, oh, we're finally together. Ray, you know, he's been trashing Bruges, but, like, I think at this point he kind of likes it, you know? Yeah, he's well, he's down to be there with her, at least. So the dude who got blasted in the eye, he knows that Harry and Ken are in this tower, and Harry and Ken talk it out. He sees them go in, yeah. And he walks, they start to walk down, and the kid yells up. Well, it's important to note that... Harry decides not to kill Ken, but he shoots him in the leg. He's like, I can't oh, kill right. you now because because Ken's like, I love you. I've, I've always been here for you, like, and I will be forever. And, like, I respect you and your honor code. Like, do what you need to do. And Harry was like, well, you just said all this shit, and I can't kill you now. But I, And then he shoots him in the leg, and he's like, I had to do something. And, but he's got to help him down he's this long down spiral the stairs. He's bleeding. But the kid yells up that Ray is out in the cafe just outside. And Harry. And Harry snaps. He pulls the gun, and they have to tussle for it. And uh, Ray or Ken gets kind of shot, like grazed in the neck. He starts bleeding a lot, though. Yeah. Like, got his artery. He gets clipped. He's hurt. And so uh, Harry gets away from him. He goes down. Ken is like, oh, I, I, that's actually faster if I go up top. So he goes up to the top of the thing, and he knows he's done for because he's been, he knows he's pretty much bleeding out. And did you, I thought it was so brilliant 
that he he had all these coins that he had tried to actually give the first time he went up in the tower, but the man wouldn't take his coins because he was like 10 cents short. Right. And so I think he did this so people would like move. Move. Because it was very foggy. Like, he couldn't see. Because he was going to try to shoot Ray Fiennes, but he couldn't see. So he dropped all these coins, and then he jumped. That's kind of like a, what's kind of nice uh, is, like, that thoughtful little extra thing. It does make it seem more, like, it's not like a clowny, like, it's it's a lot more than just some clown-ass, like, edgy, schlocky hitman Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. And it could have gone way cheesy to, like, the hitman with a heart of gold. But it yeah, wasn't yeah, that yeah. either. No, no. No one really had a heart of gold. No. No one was good in this movie, <laughs> except maybe the pregnant lady in the end. Yeah, she's probably it. And so, yeah, Ken throws himself off the top of this. And you see him splat. Oh and then, of course, Ray sees that. Uh, Colin Farrell, not Ray Fiennes. And he walks up and he sees him. And his last words are him telling him that, like, Harry's here. Take my gun. And then Ken is dead. So Harry's chasing him around Bruges in the canals. And they have a standoff at the hotel that they were staying at. Marie! Just let him come up. It's okay. Harry! Swear not to start shooting until she's left the hotel. I swear not to start shooting until she's left the hotel. I totally swear. Well, I'm not going anywhere. This is my hotel, so you can fuck off. Okay, well, how about this? The canal is below my window. I'm going to go on the count of three, jump out the canal. You come and chase me, and if you can get me, you get me. And if I get away, I get away. And they make this, like, deal, which, again, goes back to that whole honor system thing. They weren't going to hurt that woman. They weren't going to just go crazy. Yeah. So they escape through the canal on a boat. Harry ends up chasing... Ray into the movie set that they've been filming mm-hmm. and Harry catches up to him because I think he's clipped him while he was on the boat one he time. He did. He got him on the boat. And so he unloads into uh, Ray. Harry does. And the bullet, one of the bullets, these are the explode. One of them didn't explode and it goes through him and it ends up hitting the dwarf in the head, but it's an exploding bullet. So it blows his head off. So when Harry is walking up, on Colin Farrell to maybe finish him off, he sees that he sees the this a little schoolboy uniform on a small person with no head, and he now he's like, "Oh fuck, I killed a kid." And then, uh, and what's interesting is that Ray is trying to tell him it's not a it's kid. not a kid. Yeah, he's like, "No, it's not," but that's like kind of all he gets out. You've got to stick to your principles. And he puts the gun in his mouth and shoots himself in that. And then you see Ray getting thrown into an ambulance. And you can tell that he's just, he's not saying it, but he's like, oh, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. But in my brain, I'm finishing the sentence in Bruges. Oh, I don't yeah. want to die in Bruges. Yeah. And so the movie ends. And I, we're not sure if he lived or died. I actually kind of want to think that he lived. Yeah. But he I want to think he lived but he, too. But he said, I didn't want to die. I didn't want to die, something like that. I was reading about In Bruges and also Banshees of Insurance. And, you know, these movies, 12 years apart, I believe, uh, 2000 yeah, yeah. or 14 years, yeah. 2008 to 2022. These two men have such a amazing chemistry with each other. They're best but those friends. Are the only right? two, they are life. best friends. And In Bruges is when they met. And they, yeah, they're best friends. And then they did this movie uh, last year together. 
And Banshees, yeah. There are some people, and I didn't really read a lot of the comments, but there are some people that do consider Banshees of Insurin to be sort of like the spiritual successor. I mean, it makes sense because it's the same two men. Like it's their ancestors? Or, well, because the whole thing, like, Banshees of Insurance is, is in a place that doesn't actually exist. That's true. The island is made up. It's a made up island. Because and the, the situation is so. Because there's a bizarre. civil war in the mainland. But yeah, some people, and I, did, I didn't sort of read their justifications. I do sort of think it's people trying to shoehorn in something because they love these two men together and have wanted them to do something together since. But uh, look, they're I both mean, excellent movies, and any movie they're in, either one of them, I will watch it right now. So I, Yeah. <laughs> I've really enjoyed Colin Farrell over the last decade and, you know, and his film choices and what stuff What turned like us was The Lobster. Yeah, The Lobster. We were, he was not on our radar, really. I knew he was a dude, but I didn't pay attention. He's really had a very broad career. Like, for a while, it seemed like he was in some movies that was like, yeah, I'm not watching that RoboCop remake. No, thank yeah. you. But then he's doing shit like The Lobster, yeah, and uh, and then shit like this or Banshees, and those are great movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, this movie is very entertaining as well. I will say that I like Banshees of Inisherin a lot better for my taste, but yes. it seems like like sadness Agreed. and violence are very common in all of Martin McDonough's movies. And it felt, it, yeah, Banshees felt like so much more refined. But this is kind of war, one of the more, you kind of revel in how kind of crude the movie is as well. You kind of like, it, 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 it's, it just rides that inappropriate line, but like, it's very irreverent, but it's like, yeah, these are, these guys are royal cunts. It doesn't ride an inappropriate line. It is straight up inappropriate. <laughs> they make fun of every type of person you can make fun of. <laughs> Obviously, it just goes into the part of the fact that they're total dicks. Like they are just <laughs> purely, the worst people. Purely. They're just the worst people. So it fits right into our month, the asshole on film. Yeah. I'm excited for this month. And we're going to get some good ass movies too. And it's hard to narrow. Like, you can really go through a lot of movies of assholes. There's a lot of assholes on film. There's a movie yeah. called The Asshole, which is all about anal sex or something. It's supposed to be really bad. I almost okay. I almost fit it in, but it's okay. So you're, we're going to rate this. You almost fit it in? Uh, yeah, I almost stuck it in. <laughs> uh, you're going to give this one through five. I'm going to give yeah, this one yeah. through five. Combined for best out of ten. I'm going to go 4.25. I, th- I think this is um, a solid four. Okay. So I'll put it just under Bo is Afraid. It's pretty much like a tie in my mind. I but. agree. It's a tie. But you know what? We're elder millennials. we got to put everything in a list. So fuck. Look at there. In Bruges. Uh, just right above uh, Mark of Zorro. In between Mark of Zorro and Bo is Afraid. Good A's. Good A's there. we got a lot of A tier on that I list. Know. It's pretty big. You know, I guess we see a lot of movies. Still only one F tier so far. What was it again? It was Thor, Thor? Love and Thunder on the Movie Roulette six-pack review episode. Right. Go check that out for our first and only F tier. I guess, you know, we're very positive about movies a lot of time. I, mean, I, I should come up with a month that is like, these are allegedly the shittiest movies ever. We have ever. a handful of Ds. Yeah, yeah, we do. But, yeah, so there you go. A handful of Ds. <laughs> yeah, we like a handful of Ds around here. <laughs> Check the show notes for links and other places to find us. You like Martin McDonough? You like What's your favorite Martin McDonough movie? How would you rate them? How would you rate in Bruges? This movie's kind of like a cult hit, you know, so people got... There is some love out there for this one. Yes. But, yeah, hit like and subscribe for more of this. We do put out a lot of content. 
you know? So uh, it's a good way to start supporting us until we eventually get to a Patreon. I think that will happen at some point. But but right now, yeah, just hit that like and subscribe and leave a comment, say hello, or correct me on anything I've said wrong. I'm wrong all the time, and it's okay. But we say goodbye and for an, and on to our next asshole film. Death to all traitors. Death to all traitors.